What's up, what's up, what's up, you beautiful and sexy you? You are tuned in to Get What You Want with host Jessica Brothers. Sharing these secrets to feeling powerful, healthy, and ageless so you can stop that cycle you're in and break free to live the incredible quality of life you deserve. Welcome to the Get What You Want podcast. This episode is sponsored by freehealthybook.com. If you would like to know why you feel tired, unmotivated, and can't lose that last weight, and how to start feeling powerful, healthy, and ageless, then go to freehealthybook.com. What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Get What You Want podcast. I have a special guest today I'm really excited about. His name is James Hipkin, and today we're going to talk about gut health and fermentation. Get excited. Listen in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Get What You Want podcast. I have a beautiful, beautiful guest today. His name is James Hipkin. We're going to talk about fermentation today. What is fermentation, right? Uh, Well, you're about to find out. James is going to spread some great knowledge about something he does. And I'm really, really excited to learn. Thank you, James, for being here today. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yes, yes. So, all right, let's begin, James. You're here to talk about fermentation. Mm-hmm. And what led you to start doing fermented foods? 20 pounds. 20 pounds? Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, years and it. years ago, I was... I was working out regularly. I was doing all these things and I could not lose the 20 pounds I wanted to lose. Mm. And it it, conversations with my wife and, and I thought back to a previous earlier in my life, I'd been living in Europe for four years. And when you move to Europe where the food is a lot, you know, the much less Processed food is much rarer and the markets are much more prevalent. And uh, we lost 10 pounds almost instantly. We moved to Europe. Wow. And then we got back to America and suddenly it all comes back. And wow. I, my wife and I were talking about this and we kind of, in, a, in our sort of naive way, put our heads together and went, huh, maybe we should think about what we're eating. And that led to an investigation and into natural food, eating naturally, um, getting all the processed food out of our diet, sugar out of our diet, um, lots of things that, you know, just, you just don't need and and how vital gut health is Mm. to your mental well-being to your physical well-being to so many things and you know and we had kids who were in middle school at this point and going into high school and you know with all the the petri dish that is the school system Mm -hmm. right kids with ear issues kids with this and kids with that and etc so we made a fairly drastic wholesale change in how we 
fed ourselves and how we fed our children. And it, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was a piece of cake. It wasn't. It was not easy. It, there was a lot of adjustment that was needed and exploration that was needed. But that led me down, you know, the particular path of discovering the, the ancient food preservation technique that they call fermentation. Mm. I mean, you've probably heard the stories of Captain Cook. And back in the day when they were doing sailing ships to circumnavigate the globe, the big issue was scurvy. And, and the lemons and limes have the, have the reputation, but that's not what really solved scurvy. What really solved scurvy was that they discovered that they could keep barrels of sauerkraut in the hold of the ship, fermented cabbage, and that gave the crew the vitamin C and, the, and the, all of the things that they needed to keep themselves healthy on these long ocean trips. Wow. You know, if you go to Korea and the, the, um, so much of their diet is focused around various fermented things, the common language for it is kimchi. And it has a, a perception in America that it's just the one thing, but it's not. There are literally thousands of different kimchi recipes, and kimchi is a fermentation style. It's mm. not a specific thing. Ah. And, you know, and then you get into beverages and mm -hmm. all of the, the fermented milk products. The most commonly known one is, is, is yogurt. But there are so many others. Creme fraiche out of France. People don't think they think creme fraiche. Oh my God, this that's so exotic. It's dead easy to make. <laughs> it is so easy to make. Um, you you go to the grocery store and you see those little, you know, two inch long rounds of of chevere goat cheese, right? Yes, for yes. six and seven dollars. Mm -hmm. it is so easy to make ah you know and so you start discovering these things and you start to realize that i can have a healthy gut and a very very varied diet and there's all these mm -hmm. things i can make like mustard for example love mustard mustard is so easy to make Nice, nice, James. So easy to make. And, you know, wow. there's just so many ways that you can get rid of processed food. Um, I like to tell a story about, you know, I hear this frequently, well, how did you get your kids to eat this? Yes, right, <laughs> right? yes. Well, sauerkraut is made from shredded cabbage. And we'll put in shredded carrot and caraway seeds. But with the kids we would add in a small red cabbage and that made the sauerkraut pink. And what <laughs> kid doesn't want to eat pink food? <laughs> That's so funny. So because it was pink, they would eat it. Because it was pink, they would eat it. Wow. That's so interesting. Wow. So, and you're not the first one to, that has a story that, coming from outside the country, coming inside the country, 
weight became, you know, mm-hmm. noticeable. Um, and there's no surprise because our, our food system here in the United States is probably one of the worst. Yeah. Uh, you know, we allow something something crazy like almost 200,000 toxins into our food that are banned outside of our states. Yep. Uh, so there, you know, and the, and the way we, we bring in outside food or the way we culture our food here is, is highly um, toxic to our body. Right. So, so coming back into the States, yes, uh, the gut became unhealthy. Right. And so you introducing all of these fermented foods allowed your gut to become healthy and allowed your weight to kind of diminish yeah. and the come 20 back pounds to disappeared state. in in a matter of months. And I want to explain just a little bit uh, to people of why. Um, I mean, I know on on everything that I know, maybe you can add to this is fermented foods create a healthy bacteria. Yeah. And what happens in our traditional American diet is we get overloaded with uh, bad bacteria and not enough good bacteria and the food we eat feeds the bad bacteria in our guts and not the good bacteria so by you james introducing those healthy bacteria from those fermented foods you are bringing balance back to that gut of having that the healthier bacteria which was allowing your your the health of your gut to return correct exactly and also you know learning to cook from scratch and not buying processed foods and you know you get you learn your the skills and pretty soon you realize this is not that hard to do and then Mm. buying from the farmers markets when you go to a market in europe you you're going to uh in we were in madrid spain you go to uh, to uh, in the market and there's a booth for the carniceria the butcher and nothing is in styrofoam and nothing is wrapped in plastic Mm. you'll say, I would like, I want some lamb chops. And they'll take a half a lamb down off a hook and they'll say, how many do you want and how thick do you want them? Wow. And they'll cut them right there in front of you. So fresh. Yeah. And, and, so fresh. You know, and it gets wrapped up in, in paper and handed to you. And, you know, it's, it's just a lot more civilized. Um Yeah. And when you're when you're buying fruits and vegetables, you're you can buy any fruit and vegetable you want that's in season. Mm, huge, right? They're not bringing fruits and vegetables from Chile. Mm-hmm. I have I love mm-hmm. Chile. I've been to Chile many times. The people there are lovely, <laughs> but it's a long ass way to bring a piece of fruit. <laughs> Yes, it is. And something people don't realize is when you eat the foods that are grown in your environment, it becomes, that's why allergies are so prevalent now. You're not eating the foods that are in your environment that have all of those pollens or good bacteria on them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these, 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 all this produce coming from uh, outside the country or even outside the vicinity of where you live are being put uh, with chemicals and cleaned. And so all that good stuff that our body really thrives off of no longer is there, neither is the nutrition. Yeah, that's right. You know, so awesome. Let's get into some, some fermented foods. First off, what are your, what are your favorites? What are your top three to five favorite fermented foods? Um, I, I'm, you know, 
I'm a guy. I like hot sauce. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I making homemade hot sauce is really easy to do. Oh, nice. And this this one is, and then I get the peppers from my local farmer's market. This is a Peruvian lemon drop pepper and mango. Wow. Yum. It I am really coming is. over dinner. <laughs> and, and this, this is habanero, red habanero peppers and pineapple. Yum. Oh my gosh. Yes. I want, I want that one too. Okay. And this, <laughs> this one, and this is a real favorite because it's not quite as spicy. This is, this is mild. This is medium. And this is quite hot. Um, yes. This is made from first of, this is what's available very first of the season, tomatillos and jalapenos. And what I do is I put the tomatillos and the jalapenos on a really hot barbecue and I blister them. So there's there's some char in it and some carbon and that sort of thing. And and then I ferment it with onion and garlic and it turns into this nice green with a wonderful earthy taste, not too spicy. Very, it's just like summertime in a bottle. Yum. You know? That sounds so delicious, James. I'm not going to lie. I'm <laughs> starting to drool right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've got, and this is just a small collection. I've probably got half a dozen or more different combinations. Another one I like to do is, you know, the heirloom brown carrots. Yes. Oh, yes. So I'll make a hot sauce out of the heirloom brown carrots and a chocolate habaneros. Oh my gosh. And it's this rich brown, reddish, like wonderful color and has this really, really earthy taste because of the carrots, but the carrots bring some sweetness to it and then then it blows your head off. Yes. So all of you listening right now, yes, you can have hot sauce all over your food for any fitness enthusiasts that I know you put hot sauce all over your food. You're also creating a healthy gut too. As as long as you're, yes, as long as you're making it, I mean, not to say you have to make it, but better versions can make it and make it from local farmer ingredients. Yes. All of all, this is all, I mean, the pineapple obviously wasn't local, but um, the mangoes were local. This is mostly local. And then another favorite is kimchi. Uh, and you said that kimchi is a style of fermentation. It's a style of fermentation. It's what's called a dry ferment. Where they'll, mm. they'll, there's not, whereas it, like the traditional sourdough pickles. Yes. Are, this is a wet ferment as in you place okay. the pickles in a 3% brine for four to five days. Okay. The kimchi, there's no brine. Okay. It's just salt that's added to the vegetables and, and there's other spices that are added to the vegetables, the Korean red pepper and, you know, other things. Um daikon radish and and whatnot Mm. and and then it's fermented dry so that and the liquid that is there is liquid that's extracted from the vegetables by the salt i see okay so the salt pulls out all the all the liquid and okay Okay. sauerkraut is a european version of the same approach Okay. Because you don't Ah. add brine to sauerkraut, you just add salt to the shredded cabbage and it sucks the water out of the cabbage. So it, and creates the brine, but it's in the, 
it, it's there's no water added. So um, how long does that take to do like a, a dry fermentation? It, it depends. Sauerkraut is usually ready in three to four weeks. Okay. Um, kimchi is, is you can eat kimchi in five days and you can also leave it for five months. Wow. It just, it just, the character changes over time. I mean, the Koreans, if you, if you, they, they have these large clay pots that are actually buried in the ground because Korea is Northern, right? They have real winter. And so they'll bury the kimchi in these pots in the ground. And then the ground temperature keeps it at a constant temperature and they'll leave it there all winter. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. So forget canned food. Let's go to fermented foods that obviously stay around longer and you create a healthy gut on top of it. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And love once it. these are, once these are packaged up, like the dill pickles, for example, they'll, they'll last, take me through a full, full 12 months. Wow. You know? I love pickles. You know? yeah. So good. Uh, yes. And kimchi, for example, one of my favorites doesn't last very long is, um, you know, the French breakfast radishes that you can get at the farmer's market, the, the long oh, yeah. with the beautiful, well, you can, there's a kimchi radish, kimchi recipe that uses a mushroom stock as, <gasps> as a brine. And it's, you know, it's, it's a fast ferment. It's like 72 hours and you ferment, oh my you ferment the, the radishes and their tops all at once. And it becomes a condiment mm. that is just delicious because it's it, yum. It, you had, you had me at mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious. Absolutely delicious, James. So everyone listening, let's first, let's go back. Like what is fermentation? You want to explain what fermentation is? Fermentation is where that you create an environment for, so the lactobacillic bacteria can thrive and it forces out all of the bad bacteria. Mm. And that bacteria breaks down the food into, you know, a, a natural highly acid environment. And it's that highly acid environment that allows the, the food to stay fresh for months and months. And that's why, you know, the, the ancient, the not ancient, but the mariners who were sailing ships around the world, they'd have these barrels of sauerkraut and they didn't go bad because of this natural environment that the vegetables were living in wouldn't allow any of the bad bacteria in. Wow. So wow. That, that in simple terms is how the fermentation process works. It's a very Got natural it. thing. It's been, it's an ancient, ancient, ancient food preservation technique. Um, you know, the yogurt is just, you add bacteria to milk and it becomes yogurt. There's other things you have to do from terms of temperature and that sort of thing. But you think about milk kefir and, and there, there's so many versions of yogurt and mm -hmm. from all over the world. Um, um, creme fraiche, which is a, a European, French primarily, it, that's just bacteria that's been added to cream. Yeah. And to make creme fraiche, just go and buy some creme fraiche from your natural food store, buy a quart of cream, stir the friend, the, the creme fraiche from the store into the cream and leave it on the counter overnight and you'll have creme fraiche in the morning. 
Wow. And, and you can smear it on your toast. And I mean, it's that easy to make. Wow. That is speaking of easy to make anyone listening right now, who's interested in starting, you know, fermentation, what's one recipe you can give right now that they can start with? I'll tell you the most, excuse my use of the colloquial here, the most idiot proof thing you can do. Yes. Love it. Is kombucha. Okay. Oh yes. Okay. I mean, it's a wonderful, natural, naturally carbonated beverage that kids enjoy. You can put all kinds of secondary flavors into it. I like putting in a little bit of crushed cinnamon and some dried ginger. Ah, that sounds so good, James. And and it's, it is the simplest thing to make. It is just about completely idiot proof. Um, You know, I literally in the time it takes a pot of coffee to brew, I can make a new batch of kombucha. Wow. And it consists of, I have a one gallon glass jar. Okay. Okay. And I'll take a quart of water and I'll put it on the stove to boil. Okay. And as soon as it comes up to a bare boil, I'll throw, I'll put in three half tablespoons of black tea. Okay. Just simple English breakfast tea. You can buy it in bulk from the natural food store and let it steep. And it really doesn't matter how long it steeps, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, depends what else I'm doing. Not, it's not it. that sensitive. Okay. And, and then what you do is I that same quart measuring cup that I make, got the quart of water in, I'll put in a, a pinch of Celtic sea salt to get a little bit of minerals and things into it. But that's all just like a quick little pinch. And then I'll okay. put in a cup and a half of sugar. Mm, okay now don't get freaked out because the sugar all gets eaten up by the process yes. of making the kombucha mm-hmm. and then you have what's called a scoby that's that the mother big, yes that kind okay. of disgusting looking thing that and, and scoby is an acronym for symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast got it and that and then so you take the you know the the like a cup from the previous batch and you put that in to two quarts of water you add the strained quart of water from the tea it put that into the sugar in that measuring cup dissolve it all up add it into the gallon thing toss the scoby on top put a a breathing like i just have a piece of t-shirt with a rubber band across the top of the gallon thing and stick it in a cupboard for 10 days oh wow and then after 10 days more or less it's not that sensitive could be nine days can be 12 days it's not you know and it depends i'll let it go a little bit longer when it's cooler because it's cooler uh in the summertime i'm a little more sensitive because it can go to vinegar but if it goes to vinegar well it's just you have some vinegar for your salad um, I was just gonna say dressing. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then after ten days, you take that one gallon container and you pour it into bottles like this, 
and I'll, and then you add in some secondary flavor. Like I said, I like to put in a tiny bit, like, and I mean, a tiny, tiny bit of, of cinnamon stick that had been crushed and uh, dried ginger. And then you put those bottles back in the cloth in the cupboard and you let them sit for 10 days. Nice. And what I do is I have a couple when the kids were here, we'd have three going. So we'd have three in like three to four days apart in sequence. So when one's ready to be turned, put into bottles, we use that to make and the tail end of that one to make a new batch and it just rolls through. Ah, so you create that cycle. Right. So you always have it. Got and it. Then Got these, it. The bottles get pushed into a lineup in the in the cupboard. And you, yep. you know, they go into the left-hand side and you pull the bottles off the right-hand side and, you know. Whole system. It's a whole little system, but it's, like I said, you can do the whole thing in the time it takes a coffee, coffee to brew in the morning. Wow. And wow. it keeps you in with this wonderful natural beverage that you can do on ice. Mm. Don't don't tell anyone, but it also makes a great mixer for bourbon. That. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell anyone. No, about don't that tell anybody about that. That will be just our secret. Um, it, and and it's it's about as close to idiot proof as one can possibly. Yes. It's it's much more simple than I ever ever knew. I've never fermented anything. Uh, I know obviously the benefits, especially for your health and gut, mm-hmm. of fermented foods. And uh, I love I love that you're sharing all this great information with us, James. And and for anyone listening um, or watching this, like James lost twenty pounds because he cut out a few things and started fermenting. You know sustainably sourced or or local sourced uh produce and look at his health you look great james you look great yeah thank you i mean and and it's if if you you know you i talk about sauerkraut right yeah and people have this perception of sauerkraut because all i've experienced is sauerkraut out of a bottle it's done with vinegar yes not the same thing Ah, you can there's eat, a lot of people. You can eat this on so many things. I like it with eggs in the morning. It, you know, it, if you if you like sausages and you do like we had sausages and lentil for lentils for dinner last night. And I put a big pile of sauerkraut on the sausage and it was awesome. Wow. Wow. If, you pork, if you're a meat eater and you like to do a, a pork chop, it's, it's phenomenally good mm. on a pork chop. Yes. Yes. The, the kimchi works on eggs. You know, you're make a, making a sandwich for lunch. And so you've mm. got a, a slice of dill pickle that goes with your with your lunch sandwich. You're getting vegetable and good bacteria and all kinds of good stuff. Wow, James. And I, mean, I know there's a lot of don't get don't get into the preconceived notion. Oh, I don't like sauerkraut. Not the same thing. Yeah, not the same thing, because there is a lot of people who are sensitive to vinegars, mm-hmm. um, and and so it sounds like your version, uh, the you know the homemade way would be a great um, a great resource or a great tool for them. It could be a great uh, way to get around that, you know. And another it's so thing good about, for your health. about vinegar, vinegar is also dead easy to make. Ah. 
So maybe a homemade vinegar. Homemade vinegar is not the same as commercial vinegar. And I'll bet the people who are sensitive to vinegar, they're not actually sensitive to vinegar. They're sensitive to all the crap they put into the vinegar to make it shelf stable. Yes. Yes. Isn't that the truth, James? Right. Absolutely. Well, we have a, we've had a, we have a half gallon jar of red wine vinegar in the back of our pantry and at the, you know, the bottom of a bottle of wine or the bottom of a glass or whatever, rather than throwing it out, just toss it into the bottle. And we have a constant supply of really delicious red wine vinegar. Oh, yum. Yum. Uh, I could talk to you all day and I want all these recipes, by the way, James, you know, this is really, really cool. And I bet everyone listening is on board with all of that. Yep. <laughs> they want all your recipes for sure, James. And there, um, it's, it's, there's commonly, there's lots of Facebook groups around, uh, around fermentation. There's a fermented hot sauce group. There's, there's, you know, there's several fermented food groups out there. People are pretty generous. They're pretty helpful. I'm active in those groups. I love to help people. Um, but it's, you know, and there are lots of good, um, you know, the there's lots of good cookbooks out there for fermented food. You just have to look for them a little bit. Uh, yes. the, the kimchi yes. cookbook, for example, is one of my okay. go-tos. And it is like dozens and dozens of amazing kimchi recipes that are really easy to make. Um, And, you know, they make it out of fruit. They make it out of radishes. They'll make it out of different kinds of cabbage. They'll make, there's so many different ways it can be done. Um, It becomes very, just becomes fun. Wow. Yeah. And I can tell, I can feel your passion for it. And because of a you know what it's done for your health but b it's it seems like a really fun hobby too yeah you know making all those foods you appreciate what you're eating that's huge right and it brings all kinds of interesting flavors into into your diet and your your palate gets Mm. expanded and it's just it's just a very positive thing i love it absolutely love it so if you are someone who's on facebook and you're looking for fermentation groups definitely look out for James he could be right right in there with you he could be a member right in there with you for sure so James what's next for you um I you know trying to just stay happy and and my wife and I are thinking about okay you know we we got rid of the house in the bay area once got the 20 somethings out of the house go out you go (laughs) um and we moved up to the mountains and that's been a lot, a lot of fun. We're thinking about maybe downsizing even further and maybe going to a more of a mobile lifestyle oh, or, wow. you know, moving to a different, we've, this is our fourth country and third continent that we've lived in, in the 37 years we've been married. So wow, wow. Know, we've, we've traveled and had the, uh, the good fortune to have been exposed to lots of different cuisines and do- lots of different cultures and not as a tourist we've actually lived there um mm. and that's been an eye-opening experience um you know don't get me started about the different cuisines across south america um that's <laughs> that's probably another whole conversation i would love to do a whole another uh, podcast on that absolutely i love food yeah. <laughs> and there's some amazing cuisines out there really i i've had the pleasure uh, and blessing to travel a lot of the countries outside of the United States. And 
yes, food, beautiful. And one of the most, I'll just leave leave you with one last little bit of mouthwatering. One of the most interesting foods I came across was in uh, Santiago in Chile. Okay. I'm sure you're familiar with what ceviche is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. In Santiago, because they're so close to the Antarctic Ocean, um, they make a ceviche out of sea urchin. You'll think of sea urchin as uni from the Japanese cuisine. They take the same sea urchin, but they make it a ceviche from the sea urchin. And it is a flavor like you can't even imagine. Oh, I got to go to Santiago. (laughs) 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 And I think if you, you and your wife decide to go mobile, you should be selling some uh, some of your beauties out out of it because I know I would be a customer. <laughs> there you go. People, I love people it. Have, James. People have asked me if to start selling my hot sauce because it's yes, it's a, just it, it's such a different flavor profile than they expect. They're yeah. they're accustomed wow. to the vinegar based hot sauces, and and this is this is this is not the same thing. Yes. I, I'm definitely intrigued to try your fermentations, uh, especially because, yes, I am too used to all the vinegar based. And I'll tell you, like, my body's not super happy with it. So I limit it. Um, and so I would be highly interested on in seeing uh, how my body responds to your fermentation process. Not to mention, I know my taste buds are going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, James. I hope everyone, uh, you know, right now is a their mouth is watering, <laughs> and they too want some fermentation products from you. Um, and I hope people are intrigued to try their own. Yeah. Now can, that they know the benefits, it's worth doing. It's not that hard. It's, you know, don't be frightened by it. Start with sauerkraut. Sauerkraut is a real. It's a gateway ferment. It's so easy to do. You know, four four pounds of of cabbage shredded, uh, a pound of carrot shredded. Um, toss in some garlic. I'll sometimes put some some jalapeno peppers in there as well, just to and three percent brine. Put it into a container with a vapor lock. A little bit of equipment mm-hmm. you need to get, but it's all readily available. And you know, wait five days, four days. Wow. You know, wow. Or, or a week or a month or however long you want to wait. It just gets a little bit richer with time. Yes. And you've got you've got sauerkraut. It's that easy. Wow. This sounds wonderful, James. And it doesn't sound like it's uh super high maintenance too. So you no. can do it within the time that 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 you have, which yep. works well for I know people's lifestyles today. Right. And so I know I know a, a healthy gut is really, really important. And eating from the land close to you is really, really important. This is a great way to go to your farmer's market, get the things you love, bring them home and, and, and ferment your foods that you can keep around in your cabinet for a long period of time too. Some of them more so than others and create a healthy gut on top of it. I mean, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. James, thank you so much for being on the get what you want podcast. I am so excited. 
Uh, wow, incredible. I've learned some stuff. I know everyone listening has learned some stuff and hopefully everyone is going to try it. Um, start researching those groups on Facebook, find James, maybe get a cookbook or two and, and try this out because this is your health. Your health is in your gut. It's in your, um, your genetic expression. Um, and, and so let's treat our bodies better. And it can start as simple as what James shared with us today. So thank you, James, for, for being on today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for giving me a chance to vent. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone listening, if you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button, that like button, whatever platform you are on, make sure you are following us to get more episodes coming up. We appreciate you for choosing to spend your time with us. Until next time, love yourself, rock your day, and we will see you on the next podcast episode. Adios.